0: 2022 mr krueger's christmas 2022 That's-
1: let's get michael mclean on the phone let's get the ghost of jimmy stewart let's yes. make this movie
0: hey everybody welcome to please bless this podcast the podcast where two sisters talk about all things mormon and pop culture such
1: as long pause <laughs> i got nothing today such as um, george bailey the mormon yeah it's a wonderful
0: mushroom trip
1: yes today we're talking about mr kruger's christmas starring the jimmy stewart and the mormon tabernacle choir (laughs) one of the weirdest trippiest saddest yeah christmas movies of all time
0: yes christmas special originally broadcast on nbc in nineteen eighty. Mm -hmm. uh, starring an elderly jimmy stewart and man does he ever
1: act the hell out of this little 25 minutes he sure does so this movie was produced by the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints directed by a mormon director but the director was also like a legit hollywood guy he had won an oscar for directing a documentary In the 70s, and somehow they got Jimmy Stewart on board. So there was this like legitimate project going on, Mm -hmm. produced by the church, funded by the church, written by the church, members of the church. Yeah. And it has stood the test of time in our lives.
0: It's a genre of film that I think you and I specifically like really have a hard time with Mm -hmm. which is old man having a hard time
1: yeah sweet old person struggling oh yeah brutal got a real soft spot for folks who are listening and not watching I just want to call out that I'm wearing my gloves in honor of Clarissa Mm -hmm. the freaky little girl in this movie (laughs) and I have a steaming cup of hot chocolate in honor of Jimmy Stewart
0: yeah or as willie krueger would say just chocolate
1: yep it's my favorite line chocolate. in the whole movie is him being like i'll make you some chocolate <laughs>
0: that really threw me for a loop i'm not gonna lie when he's telling the carolers wait stick
1: around i'll make you a cup of chocolate i'm like what <laughs> who says that nobody says that but jenny stewart hmm and for whatever reason, it works for me. I'm just so delighted by it. I am the target yeah. audience for that line. <laughs> okay, it goes without saying, right? But Jimmy Stewart, you all know who that is. He's George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. He was in like a Philadelphia story. Mr. Smith goes to Washington, rear window, vertigo. Mm. Like, you know this person. Yeah. This is a legit star. Yeah. Which is why it's so like, unfathomable to me that he ends up in this like Mormon 30-minute rando made-for-TV movie.
0: I know it's really just like kind of an advertisement for the Mormon Tabernacle Choir with like a little bit of a traditional Christmas message like a Jesus Christmas message yes and somehow they got Jimmy Stewart to just perfectly punctuate Mm -hmm. this what would otherwise be a complete nothing like commercial
1: yes basically before we get into like digging into the movie itself i did some research and found some interesting context here so the director keith merrill born and raised in utah won that academy award like i said he later goes on to direct the testaments whoa yeah mormons know. he directed legacy another classic mormon film he directed on the way home oh man i mean what a career this guy's a star one thing that makes this movie kind of unique is that it's definitely a mormon film but not overtly so Mm -hmm. like it could just be any christian church you know making a movie like this except that the mormon tabernacle choir is in it mm-hmm. but i learned that the original 1980 broadcast did have a little bit more overt Mormonness. like there was a boy who grew up to be a mormon missionary featured in one of the little fantasies hmm. and then that was removed when they rebroadcast it in 1981 hmm. okay interesting yeah i also found this really rambling weird interesting reflective article from keith merrill where he talks all about the experience of making this movie Mm. and how like faith promoting it was and what like a beautiful christian jimmy stewart is Mm. can i read you one of the weirdest quotes please so keith merrill says jimmy stewart is a professional totally all the time in every way this is something he wrote in his journal while filming the movie oh okay he says but then of course he has made as many films as i've ever seen (laughs) not actually of course but in my lifetime i'll not likely approach 77 films unless the second coming happens before i die i'm changed in the twinkling of an eye and appointed by the ruling councils to make more films wouldn't that be wonderful
0: what a thing to say (laughs) what wow keith
1: okay Oof. So he's writing about some weird Mormon doctrine yeah. in his journal while making this movie. And I am just tickled by it. I just I'm just, tickled by that too. To it's know. kind of cute. I
0: like it when Mormons like kind of make light of that sort of thing and are like kind uh-huh. of sassy with it.
1: Maybe like, I'll be a- changed in the twinkling of an <laughs> eye and I'll get to make more movies. Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> I guess. One of his other reflections during that time He talks about the scene where Jimmy Stewart conducts the Mormon Tabernacle Choir Mm -hmm. and how apparently Jimmy Stewart walked out in front of the choir and the choir just like erupted in applause, gives him a standing ovation before he's done anything. Nice. And that was the inspiration for the scene in the film where they give him a standing ovation after he directs them. Mm -hmm. But like it was just this spontaneous uproar of applause. And Keith Merrill is like, that's because he's just such a beautiful, wonderful, good man, and we just all know that. Oh, and I was like, what? <laughs> that's so I, weird. I think it was
0: on account of all the films.
1: Yeah, it's because he's famous, right? Um, and so I was like, it was Jimmy Stewart that good of a guy, and like, I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm not here to slander <gasps> Jimmy Stewart, but I am here to tell you that. He was a famously hardcore Republican, a Mm -hmm. huge Reagan guy. He, like, went to the White House all the time when Reagan was president. And we all know that that's sus. Mm -hmm. There's also Hollywood lore about him, like, kind of coercing slash paying for his girlfriends to get abortions. Because he wasn't, he wasn't, he was um, unmarried into his 40s. And he'd had Mm -hmm. a lot of these, like, Hollywood relationships. Anyway let's just like, he's just a person. Yeah,
0: he's just a person. Yeah.
1: I also found out through these journals from the director that Clarissa, the creepy little girl, is <laughs> his, is the director's daughter. Oh, okay. Just a little tidbit. I love that. And then the last bit of context I think is relevant is that in 2005, the church released a 25th anniversary DVD of this mm-hmm. movie. And, That is what we had in our house. Mm -hmm. As a missionary, we were like giving that away, showing it to people. It was like the major resurgence of this film was Mm -hmm. after that DVD came out. And also on the DVD was like the restoration and the nativity and this like full Motab Christmas concert. But when I was looking around trying to find where you can purchase this movie now or stream it now, it's actually really hard to find. Yeah. It seems like the church has kind of taken a step back.
0: Yeah. It seems like they just let it go because it's on YouTube. Not on the church's
1: YouTube channel. Just like a rando. No, no, no. no,
0: Just rando. And I remember there being like dead links when I did look it Mm -hmm. up. Dead links on church websites. So yeah. I think they're just like, we've moved on. They're doing more like 100% church doctrine yeah. centered and like high budge mm-hmm. church stuff.
1: Yeah. You know? I just think it's interesting that they've kind of taken mm-hmm. a step back. Like, I couldn't find yeah. it streaming on BYU TV, I couldn't find it in the church's like online catalog. And it was just the 40th anniversary of it a couple of years ago. So, like, again, that would be a chance yeah. to really roll out the red carpet again for Jimmy Stewart, the pseudo-woman. I love your gloves. I'm so sorry. <laughs> your gloves. You're, like, flashing your gloves <laughs> in the screen. But I, I keep
0: forgetting you're wearing mittens. Okay, sorry. So, tell me, Elisa. Did you yes. cry?
1: Did I cry? I got a little emosh. Mm-hmm during the scene when he talks to the baby jesus same did you think yeah. about going back to church um <laughs> i did and then i was like what the hell yeah why is this why am i such a dummy yeah it like made me sad and mad and like yeah it was a, it was a bit of a roller coaster yeah it's
0: that good programming mhm C- clicking on
1: i know jimmy
0: stewart i mean he is just absolutely pouring his heart and soul into that performance
1: yeah i mean let's just talk about that scene for sure since we're already doing it the scene is like the heart of the movie right yeah he throughout the movie he's having these like kind of fantasies about his life and about conducting the choir being rich having like this big palatial like apartment but then he has this fantasy that he's in the manger with mm-hmm. baby Jesus. Yeah. And all these people are circling around the baby, worshiping him. And mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, it's you. I know you. Yeah. And he just kind of pours his heart out mm-hmm. and is like, You've been there for me in all the hardest mm-hmm. times of my life. You're my best friend. You've yeah. taught me how to love other people even when I don't feel good about myself, I know that I'm not alone. That line.
0: That line. Even when I don't feel good about myself, I was like, "Um, excuse me. (laughs) Like,
1: can we not do this? Can we not go there? Like, even just talking about it now, I have little tingles, little little goosebumps. Because it's It's like such a beautiful sentiment, right? Like, this is why people want religion Mm -hmm. because they want to not feel alone Mm -hmm. and they want to feel like there's like somebody looking out for them and someone who loves them perfectly and this like Mm -hmm. just this sense of like belonging is powerful totally right even this
0: most humble janitor widow old man desperate for attention He's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to meet Jesus. And I, I'm, you know, you've made my life so great. Like just. When I his know, life is either. actually
1: kind of sad and lonely, sad. right? Yes. And he's just like, you're everything to me. Like you've given me everything.
0: Hmm. I uh, wouldn't necessarily recommend watching this whole thing. I mean, it's only 25 minutes. It's not going to kill you, but man, if you want to feel something. Yeah. That scene in the manger, that'll do it. Merry Christmas.
1: If you're like an ex-Mormon who has conflicted feelings at all about your past, this is going to kind of rake you over the coals. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you are ready to like really process everything and like Mm -hmm. start your deconstruction. Yeah. Let's like start it off with a bang, dude. Mr. Kruger's Christmas. Just throw that on
1: and clear your schedule. It's not that it's insidious or overtly manipulative. No, it's just a Christian message. But it is like a little tricky because the church is making this movie as if this is what the church represents fully, right? Like- Mm -hmm. All that Mormonism is, is believing in Jesus and having this, like, perfect friend and to never feel alone. And, like, yeah, if that's all Mormonism was, sign me the hell up, man. That sounds great. But we know that's not all that it is. Yeah. And also, one of the consequences of deconstructing Mormonism for me, and I think for you and for a lot of folks, has been also deconstructing the idea of Jesus, as a savior yeah jesus as like a person who taught moral lessons and Mm -hmm. lifted up the poor and all that like sure great wonderful jesus as this like divine being who needed to die so that i could Mm -hmm. be forgiven of my sins
0: right and whose story and message was then co-opted by like joseph smith right
1: who at the end of the day
0: when you're a mormon you know you can't just overlook joseph smith
1: (laughs) right
0: it's not all about jesus
1: and that's just a recent swindler who's co-opted jesus right that's
0: just an an for their
1: own gain right like christianity is full of these kinds of examples of people using this idea that we all need to be saved by the death and suffering of jesus Mm -hmm. for their own gain Mm -hmm. when you really stop and think about that why do i need someone to die for me Mm -hmm. what for some like
0: ideal afterlife right when i know that i'm here now Mm -hmm. and that's all i know
1: right I know that I'm here now, and I know that a lot of the things that I was told were sins that I needed his death and blood and atonement for me to be able to overcome aren't actually real problems. Like, I don't need him to have died so that I can be forgiven for, like, drinking coffee. Right. Or having sex. Or swearing. Like, what? And I feel like this is maybe a controversial you know like 10 minutes and Mm -hmm. that there will be people who listen to this and are like what you guys don't believe in Jesus and like I understand that you can leave Mormonism and still believe in Jesus I do for sure yeah for me it's been hard to like reconcile or make sense of that aspect I haven't
0: like I haven't fully reconciled anything I just know what i feel but i don't necessarily have any firm belief system around yeah. jesus I, I i like jesus no shade to jesus
1: it's just yeah um... and that's maybe partly why watching a scene like this we're both so kind of affected and also conflicted because it's mm-hmm. like what are we supposed to do with jesus now yeah I don't know and especially as we're like getting into the Christmas season and we're going to be talking about Jesus and the birth of Jesus on these next couple of episodes it's like what do we actually think of this
0: yeah it's funny this time of year it really does always come up because I like I celebrate Christian Christmas still to a pretty significant extent like in terms of the music that I listen to Mm -hmm. um the nativity I put up The books that I read my child, the decorations on my tree, like I still have a lot of Jesus core stuff. Yeah. You know? Yes. (laughs) And it's just because that's the Christmas that we were raised with. And so it's part of my Christmas tradition, whether Mm -hmm. or not it's fully something that I believe in.
1: I was telling you I've had like a handful of small moments lately for whatever reason where I'm like, was I wrong to leave the church? Just Mm -hmm. these like fleeting little thoughts that kind of take me by surprise and that I can immediately be like, no, (laughs) (laughs) where did that come from? And I think Mm -hmm. it's like you were saying earlier about watching this scene. It's like the programming is so deep and so Mm -hmm. powerful that it's. Like amazing how it still creeps up from time to time. Mm -hmm. But I was also, while we were preparing for this episode, I was watching season two of The Vow on HBO Max, Mm -hmm. which is the story about Nixxiom and Keith Raniere, the like sex cult leader who just got sentenced to like 120 years in jail for Mm. racketeering and sex trafficking and stuff. Anyway. And in season two, one of the former members of this cult, who's there to testify against Keith Raniere, he talks about being in the courtroom and he looks over at this bad man and the man is looking at him with like a lot of compassion. And the person testifying kind of interpreted it as Keith Raniere being like, I'm here for you. I know this is hard. Mm. And the guy was like, what the hell? (laughs) And he had this fleeting thought, like, maybe Keith Raniere is not a bad guy maybe yeah. I have misunderstood blown this out of proportion mm-hmm. and it's just this like alarming fleeting thought and it's his programming kicking in right because mm-hmm. he has been so brainwashed to believe in this guy yeah and to follow him no matter what and watching that I was like oh that's exactly like what I've been experiencing those like fleeting thoughts of like wait am mm-hmm. I wrong real- Yeah. Sometimes it's like, if
0: it's wrong, how can it make me feel like this?
1: Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Cause I'm a pretty, I feel like I, like Joseph Smith, for example, I understand where I stand with Joseph Smith, Mm -hmm. you know, I think he was like a con man and a bad guy. Yeah. And yet, you know, lots of little things can cause uh,
1: me to second guess. And yet I hear the song praise the man. And I'm like, what a great song. Yeah. And like, I'm kind of yeah. stirred by it, you know? Uh-huh. It, but it's just because it's a Bob. <laughs> I know. I know. No, it's true. You're like, how can I still have these kind of tender feelings when I watch Mr. Kruger talk mm-hmm. to Jesus if mm-hmm. I like don't even necessarily think I believe in Jesus anymore? Mm-hmm. And it's because the idea of Jesus is beautiful, right? Like mm-hmm. the idea, yeah, we're never alone. There's something like bigger than us, more powerful than us, that knows us mm-hmm. perfectly, loves us perfectly, is like preparing a way for us in our lives. Like that's really nice. Who doesn't yeah. want to feel that way?
0: It's tough with Jesus. I continue to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll keep you posted.
1: Yeah, keep us posted, Katie. Let me know what to think. I'm open. <laughs> Anyway, that got, like, way heavier than I thought this episode would at all. Yeah, and I feel like we're, like, struggling to fully articulate ourselves. And that's because this is an open question. Like, I don't have an answer.
0: Yeah, me neither. Oh, absolutely not.
1: But let's get back to Willie Krueger. Look,
0: can we talk about some of the silliness in this, Please. in this short film? So for just, like, a little personal backstory, we watched this movie growing up but i didn't have a lot of strong memories of it going in like it's not something that i ever particularly paid attention to it was kind of like the most boring and old-fashioned of all of the christmas content that we were taking in
1: yeah. which is
0: saying something yes. we were a like she <laughs> She's christmas. Got christmas
1: carol <laughs> yes
0: andy griffith christmas special yeah. family and i love all that stuff we'll watch mm-hmm. it to this day but so there's a scene near the beginning where jimmy stewart's character willie krueger we should say his name yes. is willie krueger
1: i looked which... it up and freddie krueger the character that character was launched in 1984 in nightmare uh-huh. on elm street so willie krueger precedes freddie krueger and what an unfortunate
0: yeah name choice yeah i bet when freddie krueger came onto the scene there were some people who the church like, was like come on can you not so willie krueger a, a pervert's name unfortunately though we're gonna give this man the benefit of the doubt (laughs) assume he's not a pervert but anyway so we're in his apartment his little basement apartment in the complex where he is the janitor
1: and i think (sighs) he's meant to live in like new york city it's like a bustling big city where no one has time for christmas
0: no and nobody apparently he's invisible walking through the world and
1: yeah nobody responds to him on the street, he's like "Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas," and no one responds. I feel like this is like the beginnings of the rhetoric around the war on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, but go. go on, go on.
0: He's in his apartment, and there's a scene where his cat George, mm-hmm. George Bailey, yeah, George oh, Bailey yeah. the cat, <laughs> um, is sitting on top of his kitchen table. And Jimmy Stewart like cracks open a can of cat food and starts scooping it out onto a plate for this cat. And I had have, I have the most like spine tingling, visceral, nostalgic reaction to that moment. Uh-huh. I, it's like, you know, that thing of when you haven't seen something in 25 years
1: mm-hmm. and you're
0: just like, like just barely cracks a little <laughs> tiny hole in your brain. And you're like, oh, gosh.
1: It's so I've funny that that was like the this. moment that took yeah. you back to your childhood.
0: Yeah. I the don't know cat what that says about me, but the cat food, the sort of plot of this short film is that he's having kind of like a, how did I word it? Mr. Kruger's Yuletide mushroom trip. Yeah. So yeah. he's like walking around town and he is fantasizing about what his life could look like should look like what he wishes it looked like i'm not uh-huh. totally sure but i made a list of all the things that are like old man christmas aspirations so like a Please. perfect day in an old man's christmas tradition okay so number one he gets fitted for a suit
1: mm-hmm. that's all and, and a pretty lady comes sure. up and says hi mr Kruger, merry christmas yeah
0: so people are saying merry christmas to him in his fantasy which is yeah. really beautiful um so gets fitted for a suit conducting the mormon tabernacle choir yes he wants to lead the choir
1: which my question is are non-mormons listening to the mormon tabernacle choir
0: i think some are i think that some do listen to like the christmas music this is kind of obvious but i've had choir directors who were not mormon who were hmm. all about motab mm-hmm. so you know, our listeners who aren't play.
1: mormon let us know weigh in are you mm-hmm. listening to this stuff i feel like maybe your grandparents are but are you yeah i mean
0: these days i hope not
1: but yes go on he wants to conduct the motab that's his um, fantasy
0: yes a uh, snowball fight with children <laughs> he wants to get in a snowball fight um followed by a high speed uh one horse open sleigh ride
1: Yeah. He, like, low-key tries to escape on the sleigh, and he gets surrounded by members of the MoTAP and their children, and they block his escape, and it's like, what? (laughs) And they're like, lead us, and he starts
0: conducting again from the Eh. sleigh. It's
1: And then he gets a standing ovation, part of his fantasy. Exactly.
0: That's the fifth element. The Mm -hmm.
1: standing O. He really is, like, starving for attention validation in a way that's kind of heartbreaking right like he's this lonely old man who just wants some friends I know. I um, have not
0: reviewed my notes since watching it and I just list those old man Christmas aspirations followed by this is the saddest thing I've ever seen um, it is followed by why were old men always so enchanted by little girls in the old days. It's so fucking creepy. Yes,
1: yeah, so that's the part we need to talk about right here's these Christmas carolers out on the street and he flips out yeah. <laughs> and he's hanging <laughs> like- on the window He's yelling at them through his basement window. He's like, hey, come in here. I'll make you some chocolate. (laughs) They go into his house and sing him song. And there's this little blonde girl, Clarissa, who he immediately like zeroes in on. He's just fixated on this little blonde girl who's just kind of smiling at him (laughs) and wearing her mittens. Mm-hmm. and being a little creepy, frankly. Yeah, she's a
0: weird little girl.
1: In my notes, I was like, Clarissa smiles like the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> but he just is fixated on this little kid. Mm-hmm. And the carolers, the adult carolers cannot get out of there fast enough. They do not want to stay for some chocolate. No. But Clarissa leaves her mittens behind <gasps> because yeah. she took them off to look at the little baby Jesus in his like nativity set. And so he puts her mittens on the Christmas tree and then has a fantasy that he and Clarissa are trimming a giant Christmas tree while the Motab sings around them and then these women in bonnets dance.
0: Yeah, it
1: it takes an unfortunate
0: turn. It's a little weird. choreography. Like, it's just not right. Like, I don't care (laughs) if the fantasy is all about you decorating a Christmas tree and watching some dancers. You shouldn't be fantasizing about a little girl you just met. Right. Like, why are you like, I want to spend Christmas with this little child I don't know?
1: Just weird. Okay. So we watched this YouTube video of this guy who watched Mr. Kruger's Christmas and then just like roasted it. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But he talks about how Mr. Kruger like imprints on this girl.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly. Because it's immediate. He's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Love this little girl.
1: And like, why? I don't know. It's just a little strange. And I it feels feel like a little like old timey. Like
0: it's old timey weird.
1: Yeah. Back in the
0: old days, man, little kids, It, I don't know.
1: And men, I think, felt a little bit entitled to like, there's a pretty girl. She should be my friend. She should pay me attention.
0: Yeah, for sure. I can't help it. But when I see stuff like that, it just makes me think. And this is just me being traumatized by working with the general public for years. I just think, little girl, don't smile like that to that man. Yeah. Knock I know. It off.
1: I know. I'm I'm thinking about like all the times I've been in like parking lots or grocery stores and old men have said like, "Oh, you have such a pretty face. You should smile." And it's that same kind of vibe to me. This sense that like you're a pretty little girl and my just open admiration of you is my right yeah and you should take it as a compliment not as a creepy thing but it's mm-hmm. a creepy thing
0: that's a really creepy thing yeah, yeah men over a certain age the entitlement they feel around women is so scary yeah in yeah. my experience i've had old men who were like felt like they could just like sneak up behind you and like touch you
1: yeah or like massage like, your shoulders massage your
0: shoulders oh, yes oh my god Gosh.
1: And that is a through line in Mr. Kruger's fantasies is like in the first one where he's trying on his suit, there's this pretty woman mm-hmm. who interacts with him. Mm-hmm. And then in the fantasy where he has this fancy apartment, there's this maid in yeah. like a maid costume yeah. at his beck and call. Yeah, And then it's like there's this cute little blonde girl that he's yeah. just- Coming around with there's a thesis to be written about mm-hmm. women in Mr. Kruger's Christmas yeah and I don't blame Jimmy
0: Stewart at all I think we need to look more into Keith Merrill's diaries <laughs> I think that's that's where we should
1: look next I think you're absolutely right let's yeah. go to the archives let's go so ultimately Clarissa's mom realizes that Clarissa left her mittens behind Ooh. They go back, they see that he's put them on the Christmas tree and, Mm -hmm. you know, that that's kind of sad and sweet and weird, weird, Mm -hmm. creepy. And so they invite him to go caroling and to have turkey dinner. And it's this happy ending, right? He has someone to spend Christmas Eve with. Yeah, I will say the joke that lands the most in this Show is when they're like, Mr. krueger would you come sing with us? We need someone who can sing bass. And he's like, Oh, oh, bass. Like he lowers his <laughs> voice.
0: That was cute. Jimmy
1: Stewart nails that line read.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's Give true. him the Academy Award all over again for that moment.
0: That was really cute.
1: But then can we talk about the end where he's headed off with the Carolers and he's holding Clarissa's hand out on the street and she says, Mr. Kruger, I love you. What? All right. And then this narrator comes in to say, Isn't that what Christmas is all about? Just love. And I'm left a little befuddled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is love if this child who met this man 45 seconds ago right. is like declaring it on the street like that? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's not a lovable guy and that no. you can't feel love for strangers. hmm but it just comes off a little weird yeah and
0: they even write in like when he's talking to the baby jesus he talks about how he was impatient with one of the tenants in his building who was an Mm -hmm. older woman who he then had a friendship with until she died and it's like why couldn't we have watched a short film about him starting up a friendship with an age-appropriate tenant Who went from they went from being at odds to sharing Christmas together and and then maybe they would share inappropriate, you know. I actually really love you, you know. Yeah,
1: you've come to mean a lot to me. Katie, what? I've Why didn't you it. just write a better version of this movie in 10 seconds? 2022 Mr. Kruger's Christmas 2022. <laughs> Let's get Michael You're McLean welcome. on the phone. Let's get the ghost of Jimmy Stewart. Let's yes. make this movie. <laughs> yeah. That uh, that would have been nice, you know. That yeah. would have
0: been nice. That wouldn't have left us feeling a little bit. There are a couple moments in the in this movie where you're like, this could turn into an ID discovery, true <laughs> crime documentary moment, you
1: know. And even if you don't take it to that place, it's just a little disingenuous for this mm-hmm. little girl to be like, "I love you." It's like, couldn't we have a story rooted in yeah, like a more substantial dynamic where like the love feels just real
0: yeah i tell you what i'd watch the hell out of a feature length film about old people falling uh, in love the old people falling in love at christmas
1: I, oh my gosh
0: <laughs> i can't even talk
1: about it let's get netflix on the phone hallmark whoever it takes katie you have cracked the code here please you're an artistic genius thank you i know you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you should watch this if you've never seen it before. Yeah, I feel like especially our like never Mormon listeners. Mm-hmm. I just think it's something to be experienced. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube. It's 25 minutes long. Just give it mm-hmm. a little watch and let us know what you think. Okay. If you are Mormon adjacent or ex-Mormon, just keep in mind that it might be like a little emotionally triggering mm-hmm. and then decide if you're ready for a rewatch. But like
0: I said, if you are looking for a catapult into just diving into all those emotions, this is a good way to go. Mm -hmm. But if you're wishing to avoid such a thing, then it's something to maybe reconsider. Yeah. Keep it moving.
1: Okay. Well, this has been lovely. Next week, our Christmas content continues. We're going to do like a very Merry Mormon Christmas Eve special. So come back for that. A couple of things. We want to shout out that we got some reviews from the <gasps> podcast as we requested. And as promised, we want to shout out those people. So please bless Fall Forever and Brienne W7, who are yes. the first brave souls to actually write reviews. You're so brave. Y'all are the best. And you said nice things just like we asked. <laughs> yeah. One of you said we were wonderful and refreshing. Yeah. um, That's amazing. Get I'm out. i'm like blushing i'm gonna be sick <laughs> <laughs> so now that there are some written reviews don't be shy you won't be the first feel free to go yeah. on over to apple podcast write up your just glowing feelings about this podcast yes and thanks to those of you who have done the like star readings on spotify and apple that's so great follow us everywhere please bless pod email us at pleaseblisspod at gmail.com like and subscribe on youtube and Merry Christmas
0: yeah hope you're having a good Christmas season hope it's not been too triggering yeah hope that your time with your family goes smoothly we're uh we're coming up on that on that most interesting of weeks life can get a little bit rough and rowdy yeah <laughs>
1: it's I mean, sure you for can.
0: anybody so uh hang in there check in we're with yourself yeah, yeah.
1: And most of all, please bless this podcast.
0: Amen.